0: Back to 64 a chess podcast i'm david coming at you live from the allegedly great state of illinois joining me back on the podcast is streamer extraordinaire and uh actually someone who's become one of my very good friends in the chess world please welcome back to the show lula robs how's it going lula
1: hi david how are you doing i'm really excited to be back it's been such a long time uh and i'm really keen to do this like one year recap i'm good um I feel like we have become really good friends since last time so yeah I think it's gonna be a fun chat
0: yeah it's it's funny it's funny how that works I mean I don't know when I when I first (laughs) uh I remember when I first reached out to you I didn't even think you would answer (laughs) and I
1: literally I wasn't I didn't even really have a platform back then
0: yeah but it was still like you know but I don't know I because I I had been lurking in your streams because I I have Mm. my real twitch and then I have my like just you know Fake Twitch, like anonymous Twitch experience. Sometimes, if I just don't want to like type or whatever, but still, like, I don't need to want to get one of those, yeah. It's yeah. you know, I'm and I actually, you know, I remember when first watching like just random streamers to try to see, and I, I'd seen your channel, like, whoa, like, she's got like a very different vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of banter, except you're also we <laughs> like by yourself too, and I was like, how does she do it? So, um. I don't know I was like just very excited to follow and um, I think to say the least uh, you've had quite a uh, quite a wild year Um, even you know I was I thought you're gonna be great and stuff but Olympiad and Reykjavik (laughs) Open I mean what?
1: Yeah yeah no it's it's been big Um, I think last time we spoke I was gearing up hoping to play my first over the board tournament around Christmas last year and then I think that one got cancelled because of COVID and it set back my plans a little bit. And I ended up playing my first tournament in Reykjavik um in April this year. I got my first V Day rating. And I've done lots of over the board since then. Uh four tournaments this year. I feel like I'm in a completely different kind of space as a chess player than I was when we last spoke. Uh so yeah, it's been a it's been a big year for my like chess, I guess, and for my content and uh, I feel I feel like um, grew up a little bit in chess. Like I think last time we spoke, I was very much like a, still a chess baby. Um, and I think a lot of my, I guess uh, probably a lot of my opinions have changed as well. Uh, like I remember telling you that I loved the Karakhan. I don't touch it anymore. Me neither. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember us bonding about like how much we both loved the Karakan, And And, and now, and now, stopped. what do you play? What do you play? I play the French. Me too. <laughs> See? it's just completely different
0: <laughs> yeah stop but no it's good. Weird. it's good yeah it's good
1: Yeah.
0: wow so what's a day in the life like right now like what were you up to
1: yeah um, so actually I got home from London a couple of days ago I've been traveling a lot this year and I think November is the first month I have like fully at home since I don't know, maybe May. Uh, so I'm really excited to get like headfirst back into streaming, and so going to be streaming later today. I'm also focusing a lot more on YouTube. Like past couple of weeks, I've decided I'm entering into my YouTube era because I just want to like diversify my content. And you know, when you've been doing the same thing for a little while, uh, obviously I've been streaming now for like more than a year and a half um you don't want things to like stagnate you don't want to get bored so I feel like for me YouTube I think I, I think I said in our last talk I was like I should do more YouTube yeah finally getting around to it um so yeah a lot of like behind the scenes stuff I guess whereas last time um when we spoke pretty much all my content was just like click go live and like go and just like do it all and now i feel like i'm spending a lot more time and like thoughts and effort in like the behind the scenes aspect of things
0: yeah no I, I i've actually i remember you did a stream right before the olympiad with Irina crutch and yeah. um i did not be, i was not able to catch all that so it was it is nice actually to have those like vods up on youtube i've actually i started watching some of them uh last <laughs> night before i went to bed and um yeah it's such a good coach yeah she's she's fantastic um she's amazing were you watching by the way the uh the u.s championship at all
1: um you know i I haven't been watching any top level chess all summer to be honest um i just haven't been (laughs) i I just i just haven't been like online anywhere near as much um because i've been playing my own tournaments and um I feel like it's a it's a huge time sink to watch these games live and the commentary live. As much as I love to do it, I just haven't had the time to do it. Um and so like every now and then I'll like watch a recap or I caught like the tiniest bit of the Fisher Random, like maybe like two games of comment two games worth of commentary. Like that's how much chess I've been watching lately. It's not a lot. Um, but I know that I, I saw Irina and I saw Jen Shahadi doing some commentary and I'm really sad to have missed it, but Uh, hopefully i'll be able to do some catching up soon
0: yeah for sure it's funny actually i had a i had a dream um last night (laughs) that i was uh trying to i asked i think i asked fabiano to come on the podcast or something and he said oh no your podcast sucks so that's the last (laughs) memory i have of the of the uh (laughs) (laughs) it's the last memory i have of the u.s championship like that's really wow yeah yeah
1: that sounds that sounds like a good dream i had a dream last night actually yeah, I woke up at 5am because I had a dream. It's such a boring dream. I always have the, the most boring dreams. Um, and I dreamt that I'd like uploaded a vlog to YouTube, but it was like completely unedited. And that was it. Like that was the dream. <laughs> um, it's really not very exciting. But also it was just like, I don't know, embarrassing. But then it was getting views. So I think that was like my cringe. I th- I, I guess like my worst nightmare is to be like not in control of the way that my content is viewed. It's It's so bizarre
0: your Your dreams are my reality because that's how I do YouTube. <laughs> I just I just throw videos on there. No editing
1: honestly, like content is better than no content if you're starting out. Well, so. I was just
0: milking the Hans thing personally, mm-hmm. you know,
1: but yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been using that as a source of content this summer, I think,
0: yeah, I shouldn't say milking mm-hmm. it because that that makes it seem like I'm I'm you know being serious. <laughs> I'm being half serious. Yeah, you know, um, we we do a little we do a little trolling, as they say. Yeah, little, little.
1: I mean, it was for me. It was interesting for like a couple of days, and then I just kind of wished it would go away. Uh, which you know, I am obviously in a very privileged position to be able to say that because you know, if it was happening to me, then it would be like my living nightmare. Right. Um But yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, the the chess world got really dark for a couple of days there.
0: Now it's like kind of all vanished. I mean, I know there are people saying that his career is over and all that, but I mean he's 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 gonna be playing in a tournament in two weeks and nobody mm-hmm. really cares anymore, so you know Yeah. For better, or for worse. Yeah, it's... no, hopefully
1: we can move on.
0: And you were just in uh, you were just in London, right? For the Crypt thing. I
1: was. Yeah, I went to uh, Simon Williams um Crypt Blitz, which was like a Halloween party. That he does. It's it was so cool. It was really fun. I'm not going to lie. Did you um, play any? Blitz? There... Oh yeah, I did. I I, I did take part. Uh, I'm actually kind of trying to have a little bit of a break from uh, chess at the moment. No, like not in a bad way, but uh, yeah, I did play. Uh, I think I won like two games, which you know is not great. But I think in our little round robin group, there was like a GM and I am, and like I think I was like fifth or sixth out of eight like seated so yeah i got pretty much as expected which is fine um and i went specifically pretty much for like halloween and stuff and then came home and now of course i have a cold so uh (laughs) sorry to the listeners i'm kind of sick right now
0: yeah me too and you also you met some uh some old and maybe new friends of the pod over there i think what dodgy was there mr dodgy and uh
1: yes that's true I did meet Mr. I have met Mr. Dodgy several times. Well, he was uh, with you in the Olympiad, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. He did come to he did come to India with me. Um, Honestly, he was really, really supportive through that whole thing, and I don't think I would have gotten through the Olympiad without him. Uh, That's probably the nicest thing I will ever say about him. (laughs) I I don't know if I could have done it without him.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I think behind the behind the persona is uh, he's a good person, actually. You know,
1: yeah, I think it's the same for a lot of uh, you know, these chess personalities that like me, if you've never interacted with <laughs> exactly if you've never interacted with them, you know, one on one, then your uh, pers- like perspective of them could be pretty skewed. Um, yeah. but no, he was, yeah, great.
0: I, th- I think you know, actually, on that topic, um, there is something to be said about the way that uh, you know you've had to deal with criticism online in sort of a crazy way like well i mean your platform has literally grown like 10 or 50 Mm -hmm. times since we last spoke and obviously you know that comes with haters and i'm just bringing this up because of exactly what you said that people don't really know you they think they know you um (laughs) but like yeah you know you you are a human being right right. (laughs) behind the
1: no for sure um, I, I think that if you're not like a content creator or whatever, then it is really easy to forget that content creators are people. Like, and it sounds bizarre, it, but it, a lot of the, you know, the ways that people treat you is like not like a person, um, which is kind of brutal and it, it sucks. Uh, but I have had kind of a substantial amount of criticism um lately. Uh, for uh, you know reasons which, by and large, are beyond me. But um, and it se- it seems to be kind of vastly more than other people with platforms of my size. Um. And I, again, I don't really know the reasons why. Uh, but yeah, it it does happen. And um, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a li- it's a maybe, little crazy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm an easier target because I've not been in chess so long. Um, I don't know. I I feel like people really seem to enjoy making like making an example or trying to make an example of me as like what you shouldn't be as a woman in chess mm-hmm. um that seems to be kind of the approach for the criticism is like to uh use me as this <laughs> worst case scenario for if a woman gets into chess and then tries to uh I don't know influence people or, or uh be a content creator within the game
0: it's a bit of a shame too because i think your 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 kind of story arc and your experience through the chess world is very unique you know you're not a titled player yet you will be i'm sure Mm. well you're actually like a candidate master elect or something right for the Olympiad?
1: um yeah well i have like a conditional you need fide
0: right yeah like a rating
1: yeah yeah so i just need to make the fide 1800 then i'm a wcm Ah, uh, which is pretty nice. It's it's a goal to work towards.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I I was gonna say, I
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I do think it it kind of comes to, I mean, what the hell do I know? Just a guy, right? But I think people, as it is on Twitter, people usually take everybody at face value, and sure, people assume, especially on Twitter, I think people always assume the worst, um, in others. And so, you know, mm-hmm. wh- whatever you post or, you know, people rather than just kind of, you know, understand the kind of, like, rather than try to understand you and, and, and like get to know you and, and like your journey through chess, they kind of just will shame you because it's easier. That's, that's kind of how I read it. And it's a bit unfortunate, but.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I thought that my story or like my development arc for chess was like pretty relatable in terms of adult improver um and i guess the like least relatable part for the majority of chess players is my gender um but i feel like it's really important to have representation for women in chess and i actually i was filming a youtube video yesterday which will probably never see the light of day but i just really wanted to talk kind of uninterrupted for a while about like women in chess and content creation as a woman. And um, it's, you know, it should be so much simpler than it is. Um, because, you know, I feel like the the vast majority of chess players want to broaden the game and want more women to join. But sadly, it's like a silent majority. Uh, and then, you know, the negativity and the people who are trying to gatekeep whatever is always gonna be a much louder minority.
0: Yeah, no, it's that's. I think it's a very, very good point. Um, I also, I mean, I always find it difficult for me to talk about these things because, well, you know, I'm a guy also, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: so in a way, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk for twenty <laughs> minutes about what I think the chess world needs to do for women. That's the that kind of uh, defeats. But the But I, I
1: mean, you still have definitely a role to play. Certainly, in, certainly. Like, shape shaping the future of chess um so i i don't think that you would be out of place to talk about it especially when you know the vast majority of chess players are still men you know the people speaking up to some degree still have to be men
0: and i i think it's changing i mean i i think like now the the chess world's i mean you're an example you're someone who came out of the you know one of these chess booms and is you know trying to make a career in chess, uh, both as a streamer, also representing your your nation and, and mm-hmm. like, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, just, just trying to, like, trying to actually, like, experience the chess world and, and you know, show your, like, I th- I think to play, like, your first, like, serious OTB tournament as a Reykjavik Open is crazy. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, like, I guess you open yourself up to a lot of scrutiny anyway. And, like, that, that's and, true. And you just dive into it. And...
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of the things that I've done as a chess player, I've done not like uninformed, but I've done them kind of like naively and like early enough in my chess career to have just gone into it head first. Like I, I say to a lot of people now that like if I started streaming now, I would probably quit or I would probably not do it because I would be afraid of people being like oh you know who wants to watch you stream you know you're not even a title player or whatever and then like the same with the Reykjavik Open I think that like if I'd been playing chess for like five years already there's no way I would have wanted to do that as my first tournament um but you know because I'd only really been playing chess for just over a year I was like okay it's a tournament why not gotta get a tournament in at some point um but yeah I I feel like I needed this like openness and like naivety to Just kind of dive in and i think that that's been really valuable um and i think yeah it has opened me up to um a lot of you know difficulty like obviously i could have played easier tournaments or obviously i could not have had a platform where people can um comment on my every move but i think it's been really important for um me and like my chess but also figuring out the role that I can try to play in, you know, improving chess for women and creating, you know, better content, all of these things, I think they're all interconnected.
0: How do you deal with like, you know, some somebody coming and quote tweeting you and starting to just kind of, you know, harass you for mm-hmm. nonsense? How, like, how do you deal with that?
1: No, it, it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of specific to me, apparently. But um, yeah, I do have good friends um but I I don't know the the like deeper that I've got into this chest rabbit hole the more like isolating things can be at times um not because I don't have content creator friends I do and I don't think it's even about that um but I think a lot of the time um I don't want to say I make it worse for myself but you know something that Something Mr. Dodgy always tells me is, you know, you just can't read the comments. Just stop reading the comments. You have to stop. And I think I will one day, uh, but I'm still at this point where I'm a little bit of a control freak and I feel like I need to monitor everything all the time. And I do really struggle when things kind of get out of my hands, out of my control. And, you know, all of these things, you know, when you put them out on the internet, they are immediately out of your control because, you know, they're out there. Anyone can see, anyone can comment but sometimes you really do just have to log out, disconnect, switch off, uh, go outside. Remember that there's a real world out there because sometimes, you know, if, if people are like, I don't know, tearing you down online, it's really difficult to remember that actually, um, you can just log out. Like uh, it can become a little bit all consuming, but, um, it's not like affected me, you know, in a in the kind of way that I feel like it probably would have done if I was like 16. Um, You know, growing up on the internet hardens you, but um, (laughs) (laughs) it does, it really does. I feel like our generation has been, um, yeah, (laughs) it's a trial by fire. But um, yeah, you do have to um, at some point decide that the comments don't mean anything uh, because that's the only way that they uh, stop controlling you.
0: You've come a long way, but but I think you're mm-hmm. also in in this like difficult spot in terms of platform size, where you're obviously very big on Twitter. I still think you're the meme mm-hmm. queen of Twitter. You were even here; <laughs> I mean, you were just getting I started was
1: officially. Yeah.
0: yeah, and but I mean, even yeah. still, I mean, you you still you still you still got it. But uh, even still, I mean, you, you know, let's say you're not as big as like, for example, a Kikar or a Botez sister. Oh, of course thing, not. Right? Yeah and so no
1: I I don't pretend to be though but I also feel like that's what makes me uh, like seemingly an easier target I think that that feeds into into it I'm not saying that um these bigger content creators don't get negative feedback of course they do um but I don't know maybe maybe it's just me but it always seems so uh personalized towards me like it seems to be specific (laughs)
0: it's also something i found really weird about like chess in general like when it blew up because i'd been watching mm-hmm. chess on twitch for a while and i remember like maybe it was april 2021 right around when i started the podcast that mm-hmm. um hikaru and eric hansen had this like you know drama where hikaru i think <gasps> shut down yeah, yeah so he like sh- you know you must have just been getting started too right and like with streaming mm-hmm. and he like hikaru had just like he had, like, taken down one of Eric's videos with some YouTube strike or something. And yeah. I, like, Reddit. Everyone is going in on Reddit about Hikaru, like, he's this, he's that. And, they, you know, the criticism was probably, like, fair for the most part, but people will start to pull up old videos and, like, make it, like, a character assassination thing about, oh, this guy's yeah. always been like this. I mean, I can't imagine... <laughs> I can't imagine what that is like to have, like, like tens of thousands of people yeah. Yeah, in the chess Just world. turn against you. Yeah. Right. Like, no,
1: I can't imagine either.
0: That's very difficult. Like that, it, it is sure. it, it is hard to, I think, because internet content creators, you know, actually Kristen Chirillo from C Squared, when he was on the podcast, he had this one phrase that I never even considered, like when you're on the internet, you're curating your own content. That's how he put it. You make your own experience. Yeah. And that's com- like, I've never heard anybody say it that way. He's a very wise guy. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard anybody say it that way, but that's completely true. And when you're curating your experience, I think, you know, because it's just you pick and choose, your relationship with people on the internet is like non-existent. Like you don't even need to see them as people necessarily. You just see people as like entertainment. So when they're bad, mm-hmm. then they're just bad for you.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and it is um, easy to see people just as the content that they put out there. For chess, being such a seemingly close-knit, like, tight-knit, much smaller gaming community than, like, other games, things still seem to spiral out of control in a way that I never would have expected when I first joined. There's been so much more drama in the past year than I think I ever could have anticipated. And, you know, I really admire the way that... um, Hikaru and Chess Bra and the Bota sisters, how, you know, all of these bigger uh, chess content creators deal with uh, drama in this way and how they don't allow it to kind of consume their image or take over or even guide their content too much. You know, they still have their own kind of like path, their own goals. And I feel like it, maybe I need the reminder sometimes to, um, you know, just detach myself from. The noise, and remember that I'm, you know, creating my own content, you know, curating my own experience.
0: And I also, you know, I think the pendulum also swings eventually. You know, people mm. people are going to hate you one day and love you the next day, and that's like the, I think that's maybe even the more difficult <laughs> side of it, right? That you you can't yeah. ever trust how people like treat you on the internet, like like. You, you just can't. You, you never you, like look like at the Hans sure. thing, for example, right? Like, people mm-hmm. went from put him in jail, and then twenty four hours later was like, you know, free Hans t shirts and Hans. stuff like that. Yeah. Like you know, you you can't trust you can't trust anybody's like reaction <laughs> to like anything no. about anyone.
1: Yeah, the the hive mind is scary.
0: I'm I'm part of the Lula hive mind, Lula Lula fan club. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know.
1: I'll uh, just remind you that I've in- beaten you in Blitz. Um, oh, you didn't have to twice? bring that up three yeah. times
0: for the record. Three, <laughs> three, three times. times. Oh, yeah.
1: that's yeah. good. That's better than I thought. Yeah, of course I have to bring it up, David. Of course. You one know, time for every you podcast. I've you.
0: Right? Yeah. One uh, one um, win for every podcast you you did. Uh, you know, betrayed me.
1: Oh my gosh! I Oof. I would never. I don't know what you're talking about. I've not. Ne- I've never been on any other podcast. What's your
0: no. What's your favorite podcast?
1: Um, this one.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, and and who's your who's your favorite chess player named David?
1: Um. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I I I don't think I know any. Well, uh, yeah. thanks
0: everybody for listening to. Uh... <laughs> 64
1: obviously obviously you any other any other questions
0: um well i was gonna ask who's your favorite chess player named lula
1: oh i don't know if the president of brazil actually plays chess um <laughs> but i feel like it would be a good. now that would get though.
0: views lula versus lula show match
1: i would love that i don't think i think he's got bigger problems though like the amazon rainforest and stuff allegedly yeah, it seems like it would be bigger, like, on his mm. schedule.
0: Yeah, but, like, me. Rainforest yeah. will, will maybe be there tomorrow. I don't know if you, like, maybe. you know, you might maybe be. I, don't know. Of... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know, because of the time difference, maybe you wouldn't be able to stream, like, tomorrow, you know what I mean? Because
1: That's like, true, yeah. You've got
0: to mm-hmm. be careful. It's maybe, I'll you
1: know, I'll drop him an email, and I will let you know what he says.
0: Lulaedbrazil.com. Let's Should check that one, <clears> right?
1: Yeah, that's got to be it.
0: I'll do mm-hmm. I'll do a show match against Bolsonaro to make it fair.
1: <gasps>
0: okay. <laughs> no one will watch that anyway. No one cares. Yeah. That's also the weird thing for me is that I actually like, you know, not to brag, but when I when we did this last year, I had like I, I wasn't really you know, wasn't big on anything, and I'm still not, but like I have haters now. Like I have people who <laughs> I actually That's have. So haters. Exciting. Yeah. My first It kind of to, is. It is. Well, yeah. Did I send you this, like, so the, the, I make a YouTube video about the Hans thing. The first comment yeah. I get, one view, one comment, and the, some guy, he writes, Bro looks like an ugly Chris Pratt. What? <laughs> no! <laughs> which, which is such an original, like, insult that I can't even, like, I can't it's even be a, mad. such
1: like a rare insult. Yeah, it is a rare oh insult. God.
0: Like, to be, like, he looks like an ugly Chris Pratt, you know? Uh,
1: it's not even about the video not even about the chats not even saying that you're wrong or right about huns wow yeah. <laughs> so, so those that, are my like least favorite hate comments though like the ones that decide that they need to comment on how you look those yeah. ones always really piss me off um, also i
0: think you know as a, as a woman it's it's probably it's you know there, there's always a sexist angle and stuff <laughs> like that you know yeah yeah it's it's probably um,
1: but no, I mean, your your podcast, you've had some great guests since I've been on, Um, obviously not as great as me. <laughs> no, oh. I'm kidding. Um, you know, I, I listened after, after our last interview came out. I think I listened to it like four times. And each time I like hated the way that I sounded in it more and more. And um, this one, I was like, yeah, this one's going to be different. Everyone's going to see I'm a different person. I, I feel like I am a different person now. I mean, that, that also probably sounds very naive, but so much has happened
0: so much has happened so much has happened mm-hmm. well I, I don't know i i think you know mm-hmm. like like i said you've had a very public um chess journey in a way that That's i don't true. think most people could handle um i couldn't you know i i mm-hmm. couldn't uh i don't know what i would do if all my games were broadcast and uh in an olympiad for example or something like that where yeah yeah
1: but that know, really th- messed me up i'm not gonna lie I'd never had a game on DGT before my first round of the Olympiad and um, knowing that like I had commentary on my Twitch channel and that people were really hyped about me being at the Olympiad and that loads of people were going to watch it and knowing that I was paired against probably the strongest team we were going to play at the Olympiad it was like uh there were definitely like points during my games and I was like Chat's going to be so mad at me for this. I was like, re- like, really ridiculous things that I shouldn't be thinking during a chess game. But um, it's really weird knowing that you're being watched in a way that like when I had a DGT board in my most recent tournament, um, just like by chance, not because I was on a high board, um, no one was streaming my games. And I don't even think I warned people that I was on DGT. I just played so much better than I had done at the Olympiad. I'm still mad at myself, you know, about how I played at the Olympiad, but you know, this, the circumstances were so specific and so brutal that I'm trying not to dwell on it, but it really, it really does um, affect you knowing that people are watching.
0: You know, also most people who play the Olympiad, they're seasoned chess veterans regardless of their rating like even people who play for like you know the small countries that they've still gone to several mm-hmm. olympiads and they played a lot of chess sure. anyway and for you it's like what your third or fourth tournament ever <laughs> yeah and,
1: it was my third ever tournament yeah which is crazy I,
0: yeah and then you're just casually going to like india to you know <laughs> i i mean that's i don't know like it I, sounds
1: I, really cool but in reality it's terrifying Like it's absolutely terrifying.
0: I mean, that's what I was trying to hint at. for someone who's inexperienced. I mean, that is not a that's really hard. And uh, I think you made it look easy. You made it look fun. But like like I've said, you know, there's a there's a person behind the there's a person behind the the platform uh, who kind of has to, you know, deal with negativity and and with uh, all sorts of hate comments and, you know, expectations. I mean, I don't you know. I, I I couldn't do it, and I I was very proud and very impressed that you you uh you know you did your best Thank and you, you
1: know, yeah mm. uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a it's been so much that I lately decided. Um, I think I'm going to have a little bit of a break from specifically tournament chess. Uh, I'm not going to play any more chess tournaments for a good long while. I think. Uh, because I, I want to change openings as well. This is like not like news news. It's not like a scoop. But um, a couple of people know I'm planning on learning E4. and That's going to um, be on Chess 24, by the way,
0: tomorrow. Um, <laughs> whenever this comes out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, learning E4, learning some gambits, uh, really enjoying some of them. Uh, but I don't really want to play any more over the board tournaments until I'm ready to play 1e4, and I'm definitely not ready yet. And like, I, I find myself getting to positions in these games, at these tournaments, or like midway through a tournament, I'm just getting really like frustrated, impatient, and I really just want to have like a really brutal, like tactical, like dirty game where I win. You know, in like a really disgusting way, and like that just doesn't really happen if you're playing like C4. It just never, it never. It's too civilized, basically, is what I've decided, and I need something that's just a little bit more, you know, rough and ready. Uh, so that's that's my plan: changing openings, taking a little bit of a break, and focusing on content. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, doesn't um my favorite Swede, uh, Mr. Daji, doesn't he have um? Uh, E4 chessable gambits course or something
1: you know he's Scottish
0: no I know he's Scottish but I say he's Swedish it's like the... <laughs> I know I
1: know I'm teething. um but, yeah but... I, I think he does we we've done a couple of collabs on my twitch channel actually where he taught me some gambits um with the yellow except... cams yeah yeah but for my stream he comes off yellow cam because it doesn't it, it clashes with the pink so um yeah, he taught me some Smith-Mora stuff, which I've really been enjoying. And I've been playing, you know, the Scotch Gambit, which I enjoy. Uh, he taught me some rubbish against the Karakan, I'm not going to lie. Um, and the French, to be honest. I was trying to play the Wing Gambit because he, like, kind of showed me it. But I don't think it's my thing. I I, I really don't like playing against, like, the French and the Caro. I don't like the pressure on D4. I don't know how you guys deal with it. If you play E4 and you're listening, I don't know how you enjoy all that pressure on d4
0: i think well with ex- with experience you just learn how to hold it or like how to like get yeah. some tricks but nah it's i i mean i think the hard part about the french is the light square bishop personally that's always the the difficulty that's the thing that i find annoying because i love my light square bishop yeah generally Um, I'm.
1: I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of used to just having one bad piece anyway because I mess up at some point. So having one bad piece because you played the opening right seems to be an improvement for me. uh Uh. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Understood. Yeah. Um. No, I think that I think that's a that's a good call. Um, regarding uh, not playing as many tournaments. I there's no rush. There's really no rush. That's what I learned. Um, when I first started playing chess, I played like. A bunch of over-the-board tournaments and i did like okay then COVID happened and then summer of 2021 before i left to europe i think i played like 12 tournaments or something like that like i played like well maybe not 12 no i played like 12 games but i played a lot of games Mm -hmm. out of nowhere in like a span of like a couple of weeks i won one game yeah like i i lost every single game in the most brutal way i can't even imagine if those are on dgt boards or something but you know, like I, I was like embarrassed to like talk to my friends about, you know, because I tell them, oh, I'm going to the tournament. I'm sorry I can't hang out. I'm going to a chess <laughs> tournament, and all that. And then I would like, yeah, yo, know, I'm spending my own hard-earned money, blowing it on on games, basically against like mm-hmm. little kids, old guys, like everyone. I losing to everyone, literally everyone. The one game I won, I like, I was I was like, there's forced mate that my opponent missed, and then he missed forced mate or something. But it was like an awful game, and it didn't even feel good to win. So I just took a break. I took a break. I worked a lot on chess. You know, I started a podcast and I came mm-hmm. back in Europe after like, you know, over a year. I started playing over the board, like just in a weekly tournaments and stuff like that. Something that was like more chill. And that helped so much just to like have that break and just work and, and like just 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 figure out like what's important in chess and stuff like that. Is, I think cause it's just a game at the end of the day, right? It's just a game. It's, chess it tournaments is, are not going away. Right? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely games that I wish won in the database of mine. Um, Like, there's this one game from the Olympiad that I just feel sad whenever I look at it because I remember... I'm not going to get into, like, the the details, but basically um, there was this will I, won't I play that round? Like, should I have a second rest day or not? And I was exhausted. And then I ended up playing this game I I really didn't want to play. And I just was completely like emotionally disconnected the entire time and I played what I think is probably like my worst over the board game ever and everyone got to watch and it's in the database and it's there forever. And um, you know, it really sucks and it really hurts. Um and I also seem to be like not like Olympiad aside, I seem to be really, really unlucky with pairings. Like I either get black a ton of times in a row or I only get higher rated or unrated players. So I, I feel like, you know, I need to take a little bit of a step back and um just hit back when I'm a little bit stronger or or not even like then, just when I have my confidence back, because I think the Olympiad really, to be honest, knocked it all out of me. Um playing board one was kind of like going into a boxing ring, knowing you're going to get beaten up every day and knowing that there's not much you can do about it. So I I think I really need to work on building back my confidence because I I don't have it anymore. Um, And yeah, that's kind of one of my big, I guess, chess goals that I'm working towards now. They're not so much like rating oriented or even results oriented. I just kind of want to feel good about playing. Because uh, I, I feel like that's kind of, in a way, I, and I'm not complaining about playing the Olympiad or anything, you know. I know I'm completely um, in such a privileged position to have done that. But I feel like my enjoyment for chess has kind of been robbed from me. Uh, and, you know, it's probably my own fault, but that's kind of where I am right now.
0: I was going to make a... well. Oh. <laughs> I was already thinking of some. I was thinking of some. Witty Sorry for the thing downer. No, I was gonna. I was just to say. I was gonna <laughs> think of some witty thing to say for the first half. That like you know, if you want to get your confidence up, you should just play me on stream. because yeah. You know, you'll you'll murder me. But
1: <laughs> you should come back on stream. I would love to have you.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know, but if your uh your well, your your fans will, we, oh... <laughs> will... <laughs> you're, you're can uh will You are adoring hand
1: and brain or something. We'll yeah.
0: Good. Sure. Sure. I'm yeah. down. I've been, you know, I've been also trying to to get. I, I'll be honest with you. I really relate Mm -hmm. to the falling out of love with chess thing. And Mm -hmm. I've talked about this with you. I've, I don't yeah, even know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but uh, I've hinted at it maybe because I've quit a couple of times, but like we're taking breaks, but I've, there have been, there have been a lot of times where I just wanted to quit the podcast and just like quit talking about chess for like a couple of months. I like, it, it gets really, it gets really draining. Um, we're also like the same age i think there's something about that too like we're the same ish age right like but i know I, 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 yeah. I like it, it's like a weird thing to say i guess but like you know most people in chess professionals you know they're like a, like almost a, a decade older they have a lot more experience how to handle these mm-hmm. things you got into this game super recently i got into it several years ago we don't you know a lot of chess professionals they've been doing this since they're like eight years old so, but that means like by the time we have that kind of experience in the game, you know, we're going to be washed up. We're
1: going to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to be in the nursing home. No, you know, we're like... not.
1: <laughs> no, no, we're not going to no. be washed up. No, Don't no, Don't no, say no. that.
0: No, no, no. I no, haven't no.
1: peaked yet, David. Don't you haven't
0: peaked. You haven't peaked. I have. You haven't
1: peaked. <laughs> no, you haven't.
0: Well, in chess, probably have. I haven't improved in like a year, over a year. I've been completely... Yeah, my my elo. You haven't
1: improved, or you haven't gained rating? Because I haven't gained rating lately, but I've definitely improved.
0: Maybe I've slightly improved, but I mean, I don't know. Like I think
1: I've lost rating, but I've improved.
0: (laughs) That's a real thing, though.
1: It is. It's definitely a thing.
0: It's also like you know when you're on Twitter a lot and you follow like a lot of adult not not to make fun of the adult improvers, but like no, I think people are we are adult improvers, right? Hashtag adult improvers, right? Um, but uh you know rating is not necessarily an indication of improvement like just because you gain like i mean what do you think is going to happen like you think you're going to gain 10 rating every day like no that's that's not how life works you know that's and it's also not like a Mm one-to-one thing like oh i did four hours of chess work this month like per day but i haven't seen it gone up like that's that's not the way anything works in life it's like so i don't know I, i i but i think why i'm even mentioning this is because when you don't feel like you're improving and you see all these like screenshots of people's rating graphs and stuff like that, or the occasional guy is like, Oh, I've been playing for nine months. And like, there's like 2,300 blitz or something like (laughs) you see those and you're like, "Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm just bad. I'm just terrible. So.
1: No, it's so it, it can be like, and again, it's not anyone's fault individually and it's not on purpose, but it can be like a really toxic atmosphere to only be surrounding yourself with other people who are constantly hitting goals because you start to feel like you can't compete, or you should be competing, or you feel like you are not as good, or you feel like your chest like chess becomes slightly more like futile because you just can't be hitting these rating goals all the time. But and when in fact like I think everybody feels like this. And I don't think uh, that it's really realistic to have. I don't know. At the beginning of this year, I definitely set rating goals for myself, but I'm starting to realize that rating um like in a very broad sense obviously correlates to strength, but in terms of your actual chest growth and journey, they are like um not really relevant at any one point in time. Because you have so many different aspects of chess to improve at. And it just doesn't translate, you know, day to day.
0: This is something, this is an analogy I've made to one of my friends. Um, Like, mm. will gaining 100 rating points tomorrow just permanently, will that tangibly affect your life? Like, for some people, the answer is yes. And you know, those Mm. people are obsessed with improvement or maybe they're like very close to a a new title or something like that. I think for broad swath, swath, sorry, broad swaths of society, that's like not true. Like you get to play a bit better, you get to stronger opponents, but that's it. And you might lose all that rating a a week later anyway, (laughs) in my case, anyway, (laughs) yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I, I mean, I've got friends whose like Blitz rating has like a 400 point variance, which is insane um imagine me. being like 1400 one day and like 1800 oh i could never like...
0: could never imagine that
1: <laughs> it's crazy though and like people are so caught up in in rating um i put this like meme out yesterday about really wanting chess.com to make me a, a bot like a you know you can play against bots on chess.com i made this meme with like a lula bot and i set the lula bot at 1600 and people are so mad that I had the audacity to suggest that my bot could be 1600 um and they're like you're terrible at chess you know you're But you're literally like 1600 it up on chess.com yeah but um
0: so what's the problem yeah.
1: <laughs> i don't know literally they're they're coping so hard right because it's like yeah you're 1600 but then they they then they, they like the mental gymnastics is insane it's like oh but it's like you know it's inflated and your fee day is only 1500 and it's like okay <laughs> like what what do you want from me yeah they should make it People like 1531
0: are... exactly instead like that's is that is that any better yeah. like for a meme
1: the... <laughs> They're professional haters. These people are are like, it's wild to be honest. Um, it's like almost funny until it's tragic.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I, that's this is the side of you know being a woman in chess that uh people don't uh you know it's very easy to to just you know say oh I want to bring a ton of women on my platform and mm-hmm. talk to them and oh everything is so fun you're a hero but this is like the other side right of. Of like what being a woman in chess is like is like being harassed and 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 like you know dealing with difficult stuff that a lot of guys don't have to deal with at all
1: yeah yeah no i, I logged on to my off stream playing account that i have today for the first time in months because i've just not had the energy to play off stream and it has like i don't know 100 friend requests And, like, loads of DMs from weird guys. And this is, like, a completely inactive account. I don't, like, post on it. I don't change my profile picture. And it's just, like, that's not even my streaming account. It's just some random girl. Like, I don't want to know what it's like to be, you know, a teenage girl in chess. Like, um, it's so much more complicated than just being, like, oh, women need to download an app. You know, like, it's more than that.
0: Way more than that. That's, yeah, like, that, that, that doesn't. I mean, if if tomorrow you had fifty percent of chess players just suddenly became girls, I still think mm-hmm. you regressed to our unfortunately you regressed to pretty close to what the situation is now just because of the environment, which I think is way worse than the you know the gender parity situation. That's I mean that's my take. Yeah. But
1: no, I agree. The the like atmosphere needs to change in chess before um you know, before more women are gonna get involved. And you know, I I don't even know uh, this is gonna I don't want this to come out wrong. I don't know if I would want it to be a 50-50 split with the current toxicity that there is from some people, um, just because of the amount of harassment and abuse that would go on. Uh, things have to improve. And you know, the the two things should go hand in hand. We should get more women into the game as things improve, but um we really need to uh, all take responsibility, I think, for improving the situation.
0: On the other hand, more women in chess, there's probably more solidarity and more, you know, more That's people true. to kind of defend and, and speak up against this like kind of nonsense. So, so for sure,
1: for sure, yeah. Although I think if you onboarded a ton of women overnight, I think they, I think they would just start leaving. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's unfortunate. You,
1: know, um, you have to have a pretty high tolerance for nonsense to be a woman in chess, uh, and I think you have to really want to be in the game which is i don't know it, it would be it would be cool for it to just be like a, a casual hobby but i think every every woman i follow on twitter who plays chess gets this kind of rubbish that they have to deal with even the ones that don't create content and it's just like so exhausting
0: very very exhausting uh, like like i said i'm I'm very impressed by you, Lula Robs, and I think you—you know—you're—you're you're a pers- You're a personal hero of mine, and uh, That's i so sweet. yeah. I think you know you you have you have a lot of a lot of strength that people people don't know about, and uh, it's it's it is inspiring. And uh, don't don't let anybody. I mean, it's easier said than done, but don't let don't let the haters bring you down.
1: I really appreciate that we've stayed friends throughout this year, because I don't know. I feel like you're one of the first people I met through like online chess content creation who I felt like I could be like really myself with you know like no nonsense just like I feel like we were very honest with with each other from very early on
0: yeah I I I, I agree I think also you know I've been able to talk with you about some hashtag real stuff you know that
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this podcast has been really hashtag real today <laughs>
0: it has it has it has it has (laughs) but this is this is what's what i love about my podcast um is that you really never know what you're gonna get when when you click on it i never know what i'm gonna get really Um, i just (laughs) i just i just (laughs) i hate recording (laughs) and i and i see what happens it's uh it's performance Mm -hmm. art for me and um yeah but i mean in all seriousness um in all seriousness i forget what i was gonna say but in a in a greater (laughs) in a greater sense um you're also maybe the first like real friend i made through the podcast and Mm. that that means a lot to me um what are your plans for the rest of the year chess wise i mean i know you're developing youtube you said no more tournaments for a while what else what else yeah Lula Robs.
1: Um. Yeah. So YouTube. I mean, I really was playing with the idea of playing like Hastings, but it's not going to happen, and no one's going to talk t- talk me into it. So please don't try. Um. No more tournaments. I'm just going to be creating content, and honestly, I'm really, really enjoying it since I've um been back the last kind of week, uh, two weeks of like planning. You know, because I was really in this rut, honestly, about content um kind of like when I was playing my last tournament before and after but I've got so much I don't know so much more inspiration so many new ideas now I'm really excited it's gonna be um I don't know chess adjacent basically my plan is to play like less actual chess like fewer games but do more like studying I'm starting lessons again doing more you know like planning and doing more actual you know content and less actual playing because I I think that uh one thing I spoke about last time I was on the podcast was like that balance of chess player versus content creator and I think this year I just leaned way too much into chess player (laughs) um which you know is fine if you have like time to be be the chess player that you want to be but I don't think anyone does really unless you're a professional um and for me I really felt like I was losing grip of content and that was you know um one of the things that i really loved when i first started getting into chess was like this community i was building and you know the stuff i was creating so really just diving back into that um much quieter you know winter than i have had for, like um in terms of travel for the rest of the year um nothing like too exciting some fun stuff i can't announce yet to be honest there there are some releases some content that i'm sure you'll be excited about when it happens david but it's not out yet so i can't tell you
0: well you're going to be announcing my uh, chess.com bot right
1: (laughs) yes yeah of course i definitely have a say in that
0: (laughs) yeah no i'm sure you do yeah um i'm I'm very excited to hear that uh personally i also will say that i think you're on the money like about the the balance because Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to become a title player tomorrow most people won't right that's Mm -hmm. that's uh that's the difficult thing also like the the expectations that you set everybody wants to you know swallow the world in a day and stuff like that and and be the best version of themselves but it not you know things don't happen um like that like it takes it takes years to get to where you want to be um i'm not a chess player or a podcaster by default like i'm a scientist Mm -hmm. first i always say and uh, even like for me this year, I had a really, really successful year so far, but I'm still, you know, I'm still a baby and I've had to learn how to reel myself, like literally reel myself in and say, stop trying to do everything, mm-hmm. stop trying to eat the world because um, it's very easy to, you know, to get into the habit. And, you know, when you start to go to all these over-the-board tournaments and, you know, have this like great experiences or even just like transformative experiences, I don't know if, I, I don't want to speak for you about whether, you you know, yeah. these you know, Reykjavik and no, all I that great but you know like oh. they're, they're these objectively <laughs> impressive experiences and it's very easy to get caught up in all that and sometimes you just gotta like sit back and take it easy and like just say okay who am I what am I doing like mm. where am I and uh you know get on Duolingo also and, and practice your, your languages that seems to break me out of a funk now I got on Duolingo finally again after, yeah like,
1: I followed you back you yeah. give me
0: do you actually give me high fives or is that like just uh Yeah,
1: no, it, it tells me about all your achievements and then I tap give David a high five. Love wow. watching you succeed. <laughs> I had
0: <to laughs> what two thousand XP in a day.
1: That's insane. That's like ten percent of my all time. I'm, I'm, I don't know, it's a lot.
0: I'm grinding Russian right now. Really trying to grind <laughs> Russian. So What's But you're mean? learning Italian, right?
1: I am, yeah. I'm headed back to Italy. For a little vacation before Christmas, actually.
0: Oh, uh, lovely. Uh, last question I want to ask you uh, before we go. Um, what did sure. you think about Taylor Swift' Midnight's?
1: <sighs> Thank you so much for asking me about this. I love Taylor Swift. Um, if you, By the way, if you're listening and you don't like Taylor Swift, don't, don't pause. Uh, this is really important. Uh, I loved it, first of all. I think Taylor said it was a concept album. And I think that makes a lot of sense because it doesn't seem as kind of... Um, era defining as her previous work it feels like um I don't know it, it feels like it's a conclusion I don't know it, it, it okay I'm sorry I'm not being very um clear uh it feels like she's taken all of her previous experiences and kind of come to Uh, a point where she's just being reflective and introspective and it feels really mature and it feels like she's looking back on all of her achievements and all of the hardships and it is a pop album you know first and foremost so it's not like some of the slower uh, acoustic stuff that she released during the pandemic but I really like it you know there are some um really clear gems on it like my favorite like probably one of my favorite taylor swift songs of all time is on this album now and it's you're on your own kid which i think is just like a masterpiece
0: the first half i'm yeah. like eh, this is okay this is chill. I and then
1: i don't mind a slow build up i yeah, don't
0: mind it it took me by surprise also i think Anti Hero is one of the i mean i know everyone is listening to that song but it really, really mm-hmm. is one of the best songs she's ever written it's just it's yeah it's really fantastic lavender haze mm-hmm. is an opener as as self-aware. Is, yeah yeah and in general, mm-hmm. the synths sound great, the drums sound great. I I, I don't yeah. think it's her best album. Like,
1: No, I agree. I, I don't think it's her best album. And I, I would go as far as to say that I even think that um, Reputation is a better pop album overall, even if it maybe doesn't have as many specific gems on it. I just mm-hmm. think as a pop piece, it works better as an album. I don't think this is her best ever, uh, like, era I guess but I really I still really enjoy it for what it is and I I also think that for me um I mean I think I would be more in love maybe and less critical if it wasn't Taylor Swift just because I have such high expectations of her
0: right yeah there for me there are some songs that just don't do it like Maroon I think is like one of the most boring songs by her like ever oh yeah yeah Maroon
1: Maroon um I do like the kind of like bridge chorus but it's not my favorite Mm-hmm. for sure there are some there are some songs in it on the album which are not my favorites I would,
0: would you consider yourself the taylor swift of chess streaming
1: the taylor swift of chess streaming oh my gosh um i think that taylor swift is such a such like a, a content powerhouse and she's such a mainstay um that i couldn't be the taylor swift because i just haven't been around for long enough creating like excellent content for long enough um but maybe one day i would like to be the taylor swift of chess streaming
0: would you say that you're in your reputation era or what era are you in right now
1: i was literally listening to reputation this morning and i was like this is so me right now no it's just like <laughs> i saw it on your story thing. yeah did i see it? Um, yeah
0: <laughs>
1: yeah uh which which taylor swift era am i in right now maybe reputation to be honest because um that has just been so much uh drama but I wish I wasn't in my reputation era because, you know, I wish <laughs> I wish I was like in my lover era. That would be nice.
0: Because, you know, I always tell people that um, I'm in, you know, I'm the Lula Robs of chess podcasting. And then they you say, are. yeah, then they say, go to sleep.
1: And then they say like, no, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> then they say, then they say you're in the dream. And they start shaking my leg. <laughs> then it's 7.45 a.m and uh it's time to brush your teeth and make coffee and you know get through the day um no mm-hmm. i'm kidding uh <laughs> yeah i don't know i i just say stuff sometimes and you know i, th- I think you know it, it's it is what it is at this point it is what- also you know what's crazy <laughs> i started really listening to myself carefully i have a lot of ticks mm-hmm. and they annoy yeah. me does that do ever listen? happen to you yeah do you ever like listen like i say you yeah. know a lot i go like like
1: Oh, yeah. I do that sometimes. It really depends on the day. Some days I will do the same thing over and over. Uh, I say, um, a lot. Like, I've found in my YouTube videos that I edit out, um, like, so much. It's so annoying. It must be really frustrating to watch me as a viewer because I say, um, so much. But, uh, especially in lessons. But I think that it's because well, I don't want to say something. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say something and sound really stupid. That's also, like, a main thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I get that. And, and I think the more like you edit and, you know, being a podcaster, I'm sure you you have to, you know, listen back a lot, the more self-aware you get about how you sound.
0: I also think it's funny. Like, I think chess improvement is maybe the worst, like chess study is maybe the worst thing to make content out of because it requires you <laughs> to be slow. Like when you're improving at like other video games, like Fortnite or whatever the hell kids play these days. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm I'm not a gamer anymore. But like, you know, Training is always looks fun and it's fast paced. And with chess, it's like, Oh, you, you get some book by Boris Gelfand or whatever. And you like play through a game or like have to like sit through one position for half an hour. Like that is not, um, that's not fun for most people to watch
1: no sometimes honestly I have this tweet in my drafts so I'll probably never tweet but it's like do you ever see someone else's chest, do you ever see someone else's chess like training regime and you're like yeah actually I'm okay with the level I'm at because that looks like pulling teeth like I I would just never like I like there, there is like some level of dedication that some players have to improvement that I, I think I would be okay with admitting I don't have um because I want to have fun when i play chess and i i don't think that's that shouldn't be a sin but
0: (laughs) well now the good thing by not tweeting that and just you know reading your drafts that that might be content idea read your twitter drafts without tweeting them because when you tweet that you're gonna Mm -hmm. have you know john mouse 2626 say and that's why you'll never improve at chess (laughs)
1: literally he'll be like that's why you're like 1600 not that you're
0: 1600 right yeah (laughs) Yeah, so I also think it's crazy. Like, you see people online sometimes, or people in replies be like, or like on on Reddit, you'll see like an 1100 tell somebody, Oh, you're reading the wrong books. Like, bro, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? It's like, Oh, you should be reading, you should be reading positional decision makings in chess as a 1300. Like, no, you shouldn't, bro. You should be doing tactics and playing a lot of games. Doing (laughs) tactics, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's funny. You know, a lot of people who are like, um sub a Thousand are like Luda, what books do I need? And I'm like, You don't need books. <laughs> you don't need books. <laughs> Stay- <laughs> don't buy a book. I'm like,
0: uh-huh. yeah, I've I've like I've way higher rate than that. And I've my only conclusion, the only books I enjoy reading are the actual chess history books. Those are really fun to read mm. and yeah, you can learn a lot And uh you because they're great because even if you mentally check out of the chess, you're still learning something. But uh yeah. so it doesn't just feel like a I'm convinced slot. that most
1: of us don't need books. Like I have books. Um, but I'm convinced you can improve without them.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially today, there's like, you know, chessable courses and all that that like that, uh, like for openings, I haven't looked at opening book in forever. I just I have like the 10 chessboard courses. If I want to learn something new, I just mm-hmm. I pop one of those open and uh, <laughs> 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 so, so an argument to be made that that's, uh, you know, not always the well, not to not to dunk on my sponsor because I love you chessboard. But uh, but, you know, for, <laughs> for for some people, I would say don't buy don't buy. Peter's Fiddler's Lifetime Repertoires Part 1 and 2 if you're, like, a certain rating. You know, that's, like... You should know what you're getting into, really. They're, they're, the books are not the... They're, they're not the be-all, end-all of uh, just mm-hmm. anything. But they're fun. Yeah. I, lo- I like getting the feedback, like, oh, you gotta move right, uh... <laughs> that's not how it sounds. Someone will clip that.
1: You know, yeah. they should add that. I would I would pay for that. If Well, apparently like, there's a video of me... Like-
0: matt meowing yeah. you got me meowing. yeah i
1: have that i was thinking of when this comes out reposting that video so
0: oh man wow it's really good or meow i should say yeah <laughs> uh, Yeah. that was that was a that was a particularly cursed uh interaction <laughs>
1: i'll send it to you
0: well yeah it sounds uh that sounds great um I guess let, let's actually end it off with this. Let's try to get it on a yeah. happy note. Or, or it doesn't have to be a happy note. Just an honest note. Um, Well, it's not to say that this hasn't been an honest interview. But, you know, just let's, let's end it. I think this is a good way. Like, you've had a crazy mm-hmm. year. Um, Objectively, you've had a crazy year playing top tournaments and, like, you know, being in, like, chess news and all this stuff. Like, it's a bit crazy. So, but, you know, through all your travels, through all the people you've met, are there any highlights that like, you want to talk about a little bit?
1: Oh, um. Definitely. I feel like I've met so many chess players this year, like uh content creators, uh, people from Twitch, like at the Olympiad and in Reykjavik, I met, you know, Anna Kramling, I met Jesse February, I met Rebecca Selkirk from hashtag chess. You know, I, I met so many other um streamers. I met uh, Fiona, Fioncata. So I, I feel really um privileged to have these people kind of around me and to, um, you know, be creating content and to have great, you know, female role models in chess as well at the same time. Uh, It's probably, you know, for me, chess, um, which I never realized when I started playing it, uh, became so much about the people and so much about the connections that I made um, in terms of friends. And I guess, yeah, that's also something that I could have never known when I spoke to you last year is the friends that I would make. So that's probably my highlight. Very wholesome, kind of cheesy, but it is what it is. and I wouldn't change it.
0: Of course not. And I, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm very glad to have you in my corner. Um, yeah. it and we'll hang out next year. Definitely. And it it is, it's very cool. Like you're, you're, you're probably the first like real friend I made on. Mm-hmm. It's just through through like my chess podcast and stuff like that. Uh, you and Trim, I got to give a shout out to Trim. It's a guy who really For sure. changed my life in a very positive way. I would never say that to him, to his face, because, you know, we, we have animosity. But um, <laughs> it's all animosity and, and, you know, me, like, saying that his cats are mine. But, I mean, like, Yeah. <laughs> but but he's uh he's that's
1: what you need in a friendship
0: yeah yeah I mean his cats also I mean if there's any reason to go for you to go to Copenhagen is to meet his cats because they are you know I've seen a lot of cats in my day and I love my cats and I love other people's cats but those are two really uniquely adorable and fluffy cats um I don't know how he did it I don't know like how he I I I, (laughs) I don't know I don't know because they're just so sweet and and kind and all that so you know I'm very grateful for the friendships, and uh, I'm I'm mm-hmm. very grateful for people like you. And I message I want people just to to know is that you know people are people are are human, um, and it's important always to be kind. And I haven't been the best with that, you know. I've been slandering certain American youth professionals on Twitter and on YouTube, maybe. And you know, everybody's human at the end of the day. Everybody's making life decisions and. Always do your best to be kind and know that there's somebody across from the tweets. Although who knows? Now Elon mm-hmm. bought Twitter, so maybe we won't have a website around in a few months. Yeah. No.
1: You in know, I took a screenshot of my Twitter profile yesterday, just in case Twitter gets deleted.
0: <laughs> it's just a.
1: <laughs> I literally just... did. I was afraid. I was like, okay, he it could go under overnight.
0: <laughs> Wait, but are you are you gonna buy the verification?
1: Um, if I have to, but. uh, like, he's, he's talking about, um, I'm sure this won't be interesting to most people, but he's talking about stuff like, if you don't buy it, like, your tweets will get buried and stuff like that. Like, basically, if you buy it, then you get um, more, I don't know, you just actually just get to communicate with people, whereas if you don't, then you basically get pushed to the bottom and your, like, content doesn't hit the algorithm and shit like that. So as a as a content creator, that doesn't seem like an option. Yeah. Um, I don't want to buy a tick. That's not it. Um, but yeah, if, if things become that dire, you, you know, we might all have to, um, just so that we can continue to create content.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you really are a content creator on Twitter. I'm just an idiot who tweets you like really, you make memes and stuff. So (laughs) that is is, like actually important for you. Um, yeah, Lula, uh, it was really, really great to catch up with you. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, like like I always say. But I, I'm getting I'm making progress. I'm starting to save some money. I will have a proper gaming PC. I will start streaming properly someday and you know, we'll do collapse and all that. But um yeah, it's love talking to you. And uh you're the best. And uh we'll we'll hang out one day. So uh it's it's great to have you back and I'm glad to glad to glad to see your glad glad to see that you're 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 back on the content grind and and uh it's very yeah. good to hear from you. So yeah.
1: Talk to you soon. Bye yes. guys.
0: And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening to 64, a chess podcast. If you liked what you heard today, uh, give me a follow on uh, streaming services, wherever you listen to this. Follow me on Twitter at 64podcast. Uh, follow Lula on Twitter at Lula Robs because Lula robs people. That's why, actually, she has a name. Um, Lula the Robber. That is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually going to be my burner Twitch account name, Lula the Robber. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thanks. thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks, chesswell for sponsoring the podcast as always. Appreciate you guys very much uh, and all the support. And uh, I will see you guys some other time. I actually am uh, going home for a couple of days for, for break. So I don't know if I'll be recording. Won't have my stuff. So this might be the last episode for a while. May, might not. Who knows? Who cares? Um. Yep. Uh, see you guys later. Take it easy.